0: Hey, it's Brian.
1: Hey, it's it's Barry. It's Nate.
0: (laughs) And welcome to the Collector Bros Podcast. Alright guys, start off, we invite you to follow us on social media. We are Collector Bros Pod on all platforms. We are primarily on TikTok, but we own everything. Also, please feel free to check out the Discord. The link is in the episode description. I am Spider-Man on there.
1: I'm LaBerry.
0: And I'm Eat Me. I'm a Danish. Check it out guys, it's a lot of fun. Today's topic, we are going to be discussing how games you played as a child... Influence your collecting habits now, or if they even have an influence.
1: Whenever you're ready.
2: Before we jump into this episode, guys, let's do
0: plays and pickups. Nate, what have you been playing and or picked up? So currently playing NBA 2K22. Uh, Obviously that's a two-year-old game at this point, but they're shutting down the servers, so I'm trying to get as much achievements as possible in that. That's the first year they really went like Evil Empire, where it got very predatory. I don't play the mode normally. I only play it when they shut down the servers, and I remember why, because I'm having a miserable time. But in between that, I have Witcher 3 installed, so I will be starting that, hopefully, after we're done recording tonight. I'll be playing it, hopefully, maybe tomorrow morning. But I did, unfortunately, kind of pick up a flop on this time around. Uh, Barry's been playing Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm not. I was not. playing it last time we <laughs> talked about it. It's like, you know what? I don't have the Game of the Year edition. I'm going to go buy that. So I was like... I'm going to go buy the Game of the Year edition so I can have all this DLC on disc. It's not on disc. Yeah. I got a, a label variant, I guess, for $2. But that was the only flop I really bought. Other than that, uh, we did all receive our Spider-Man 2 collector's editions.
1: We didn't do an unboxing. I'm sorry.
0: It's not your fault. Life happens, y'all.
1: Blame scheduling.
0: I haven't played. Miles finished the first Spider-Man, so that's going to be a while before I play it. But
1: I installed it. I haven't touched it.
0: Barry's got the statue open. It looks beautiful. Uh, picked up. Digimon All Star Rumble on 360 for extremely cheap. It's not one you see a whole lot on 360, so happy to add that to my collection. Harvest Moon: Tale of Two Towns on Nintendo DS was a pickup. It was 4.99. I know it's a 3DS version, but Nate, like,
1: Nate sounded like me. I know. Digimon and Harvest Moon. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Inspire me, bro. Uh, my brother picked me up a Call of Duty Vanguard. It's new for like seven bucks on Xbox One. It's like the only Call of Duty game we didn't have. So, you
1: know. and that's where I fall off.
0: Yeah, there we go. Uh, one I've been looking for because they're releasing a Series X version and the achievements are kind of at an unknown state for this game. Hunt Showdown. I ordered mine like a month and a half ago. I finally got it in the mail.
2: Yay.
0: Uh, did get two import Saturn games this time around. I am going to butcher this one, but it's a horror game. It's called Nanantsu no Hikon. <laughs> it was $3 and it was cool. It's on three Jesus Saturn discs. And then I also picked up a Z Gundam Saturn game that's exclusive to Japan. Uh, Acquired two Switch games, which I have not bought a Switch game in a long time, but I finally picked up Animal Crossing New Horizons and a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet double pack. Uh, Last on the list, GameStop has a pretty decent sale. There's $5 games, like their new titles. I know it's GameStop new, but I got Evil Dead for $5. Can't beat that. So pretty long list of pickups for me this time, but. That's pretty good. Um, I'm almost the
2: antithesis. Twin, how about you? What have you been playing lately? Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare three came out. That's what I put most of my time into. Um, I see the complaints, I hear them. I also think I've had more fun with it than most people. The campaign's not great, but it's also not the biggest piece of shit I've ever played in my life. We played some real shitters in our day, so like I will say it's probably the worst COD campaign, but I mean, if you look at the rest of the series, it's renowned for its campaign. Some of the best single-player missions of all time have come out of COD. I appreciate what they were going for with the open missions. It's just the execution's not there. It's basically just reused assets from the original Warzone map. And That's
1: a wolf. there's no
0: dollar
2: franchise. The DNA of COD's missing is a thing. Like there's no big bombastic set pieces, and that's what makes the Call of Duty campaigns awesome. Like it's just it's missing the essence of COD. It's literally just like you drop in, like literally you drop in. Sometimes like it's Warzone. Do these objectives and then you're out. It's the next character. Like there's no seventy
1: dollar reused asset expansion. That's my problem. I will say that. Seventy (laughs)
2: dollars. The zombie mode is a freaking blast. Like I've played zombies more than anything with Sherry, and Sherry like hates zombies. Like she's like, I don't want to do it. But literally started playing it, and she's like, This is so fun. It's it's DMZ with zombies. And traditional zombie people, I can see why they hate it because it's not round based. A lot of power ups are gone. But if you like DMZ, it's with zombies, it's a blast, especially with you know two or three people. The multiplayer, if you love traditional like 360 PS3 era Call of Duties, you're going to like this one. It takes the best things from Modern Warfare 2 Remake and the best things from the classic Call of Duty, such as the fast movement. You know, not necessarily Black Ops sliding, but there's your tax sprint, your slide cancel.
1: What you're saying, if you enjoyed... The first Modern Warfare, you'll like this. It plays much more like that. I've heard the exact opposite.
2: I think it plays much more like that than it does Modern Warfare Two. it's like it's a combination. Everybody says this is
1: like blasphemy to compare it to the originals.
2: There's a lot of things that feel like it. I mean, mainly because you're on the same maps. But as of like anniversary game, the multiplayer wise, knocks it out of the park. I think it's the best of like traditional Call of Duty with like the modern things that some people don't like that some people do. Overall, I'm having fun with it, and that's what really matters. $70, eh. You know, we can talk about that all day, but it's like, I'm going to buy Call of Duty. Seldom does it go on sale.
1: Can we talk about how it's going to make me install the entire Modern Warfare 3 bullshit just to play Free Warzone? sucks. Well, and what I have sucks. 80, 90 gigs in my hard drive that is unusable?
2: It basically turned Modern Warfare Stupid. 2 into a launcher. So, like, you have to have it installed to even play 3. And when you buy the disc, because I bought the disc from GameStop because I wanted the Steelbook. Got a poster, too. Sweet pickups. But uh <laughs> I know I hate myself. <laughs> but um the disc only has like fifty six meg on it meg on it.
1: It's a license. It's a yeah. hundred
2: and eighty seven gig
0: download. Yeah,
1: I had to download what? three to play two in Warzone. Yep. So now I have just a chunk of my hard drive that's taken up by three. Yeah. That
0: it's ridiculous. I installed
1: that so fast. I and- have a
0: theory that all these games cuz like 2K I'm playing 22 right now and it's 160 something gig my theory is that these games that are like have microtransactions want to take up your whole hard drive so you can't install other games so you can like <laughs> have to buy shit and keep playing that game like don't laugh don't get it. there's idea. no I mean you like okay, 100 me something gig
1: in the long scheme of things like t- a 200 like Baldur's Gate 3 is a big fucking game absolutely a 200 gigabyte game like really isn't anything to me but I have maybe two to three games installed at one time. I don't sit there and... So I don't know why people... I don't know why you... I don't know. Why, why do you guys need like 20 things installed on your Xbox? You're not playing 20 games at one time. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Like server in closers. one week, how many different <laughs> games are you going to play? That's the only reason
2: why those server closure.
1: Yeah, but even yeah. your server, server closure games are like what? Depends. They're not all like 30, 40 live service games. Right. You're going to install a couple of them that are probably a couple gigs and, and be done with it in a couple hours. So it's not like... I don't know. It's like, why would I need five AAA title games installed? I'm not going to play all five of those in one week.
0: As a sports fan, I could say that's four games right there from playing through the season. So we, hockey, baseball.
1: you live in 2023. Your internet can download things very quickly. Right. So just wait an hour.
0: If you're throwing
2: a wire. <laughs> I, don't like know, minutes, like, 20 minutes. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I, I hear you. I, 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 <laughs> it's I still crazy. What's what I'm upset about is I already had Modern Warfare 2 and and whatnot installed, and so when I got the update, it made me download 130, I think 130 gigs, and then the next day I came to play it, and I had to wait another hour to download the Modern Warfare 2 packs because they didn't come with it, and then I had to download wars, and I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing this shit no more. Yeah.
2: I uninstalled all it. the Modern Warfare Two stuff, but I'm curious if like I throw the disc in, what happens if it tries to like throw me into a Modern Warfare Two multiplayer? Because if you look at the individual installs, it's it's not like MW Two, MW Three. It's literally like multiplayer campaign.
1: You know what's funny? Is I remember when Battlefield Five came out, and like somebody got it for me for PC because we were going to play it on PC. I played it once and then never went back because I just don't like Battlefield. But uh, I remember it being it was like, oh my gosh, this is a five gig. Five gig install? And I was like, yeah, hey, I did it in like eight seconds. And they're like, whoa. And now we're at, you know, 200. Yeah. That wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. Battlefield 5 was more than five it, gigs, right? Yeah. Because mine was like a eight, five to eight gig install, like yeah. when I first installed it.
2: That's crazy. Because I'm pretty sure it was like six, <laughs> 50, 60 on Xbox. I don't know. But I bet vanilla when it came out because there was no content. That's that true. You know what? <laughs> That's
1: a good point. That's a good point.
2: But yeah, the only other thing I've been playing is uh, Anvil Vault Breaker. Oh yeah, we've been playing that, yeah. Yeah, it's a roguelike twin-stick shooter. It's pretty fun. Uh, Servers are closing, so enjoy it while you can in the month of December. But, fun game. I mean, it's a roguelike. You know what you're getting into at that point. Co-op, that's about all I can say for that. As far as pickups, I didn't grab a ton. Like I said, MW3. I grabbed WarioWare, Smooth Moves, and I have not played it yet.
1: Damn, I was going to ask you. Dude, I'm so upset why have I I played that? I want to play it.
2: Uh, so, got it set up, like, Sherry, you know, we're we're gonna play it co-op, we we'll always play the Warrior Games co-op. So I'm like, hey, I think you can use two sets of Joy-Cons, like, let me go get my Switch, go get it, Joy-Cons are dead. So I'm like, whatever, we'll charge it tomorrow. And then I slept in, like, a fat piece of shit. Wait,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait a sec, okay, where were your Joy-Cons? Attached to your Switch? So, well, hold on, no, answer the question, yeah. there's no so. Yes. They were attached to your Switch? Yes. And was your Switch not docked?
2: It was not docked. Why are you... Because it was next to the bed from the previous podcast Look episode. Look over there. <laughs> there Look like at that. two months ago.
1: <laughs> so it was next to your bed for two months. I mean, not
2: two months. However long was it? Maybe a month.
1: So it was, it was off the dock. Yeah. Long enough for your Joy-Cons to be completely dead. Oh, for
2: the Switch to be dead. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, the man, insisted on having all of his consoles hooked up at all times. He can't <laughs> so keep just switch charged.
2: <laughs> well, to be fair, the switch upstairs. So, like Sherry's got my uh, original model. It was charged.
1: I wonder why. Because
2: it was on the dock. Because it was Sherry's. She's playing Pikmin. <laughs> yeah, she's been playing Pikmin.
1: That's so funny.
2: But yeah, she uses a pro controller, so the Joy Cons were fine. Of course.
1: I'm sorry, I'm ragging on you. It's no, just it's funny. I, I
2: understand. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Like I, I get my granders. Delusion. I've got problems. Anyways, (laughs) uh, what else did I pick up? Get him while
1: he's weak, Nate. Let's get him.
2: Y'all can get me. (laughs) Uh, Like Nate, found a Call of Duty Vanguard for dirt cheap. It was literally $6 brand new. Like Only Call of Duty I didn't have. Only one I've never really played. Played the beta and I was like, this isn't for me. But I do want to play the campaign. So I'll get around to it someday. And then my last pickup, nothing The only new games. I got the uh, Fortnite Transformers pack. Because it has the classic... Megatron, Bumblebee.
1: That's already bought that in game.
2: Uh, no, I wanted the disc, so I bought the disc.
1: So you already have the skins, though?
2: No, no, because these are exclusive to this disc.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay.
2: And then the coolest skin on there is like a Battle Bus. They made a Transformer, like he's pretty that's sick. Actually pretty so sick. So yeah, I was yeah, like, that's pretty okay. Because cool. first I'm like, who is this? Like, who did they bastardize? Michael Bay? Like, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's the Battle Bus. Like, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's all my pickups. What about you, Barry?
1: Um, well, I. <laughs> I'm just falling hey bro, apart. Yeah. What I say? <laughs> no, I just I don't have time to play games, and I don't have money to buy games. So, like, ya. you know, when you're going to school and having to pay college money, so I got Tiny Tina's Wonderland hey. for twenty bucks. The whatever fancy whatever what it next level edition, I think I don't know what it's called. I didn't even put it in my app yet. Picked up that because Best Buy it was like twenty dollars. I don't know, man. The Black Friday deals this this year, like lacking garbage. there's
0: only one game i want i didn't get already so like i'm looking What's for that? saints row for five bucks
1: like i remember best buy used to have like the best yes, black friday yes. deals and they had l- virtually nothing um switch never goes on sale regardless mm-hmm. so, like it doesn't matter
2: Yeah. i used to buy most of my switch games on black friday because it'd be 10 bucks off mm-hmm. or whatever, But now it's like same price yeah on sale.
1: it'll be like five dollars off maybe it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, we're not doing it on one day. We're doing it for a whole week now. Like and I'm like well, I'm just like, well, your whole week sale sucks. I'm yeah. not buying anything. Oh. No. is boo-boo. Um, I did pre-order oh. I said this in the Discord, but like Falcom just needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> because they're finally localizing all this stuff that like we never got. And I've already bought, I think, three of them this year and gotten three. Maybe I ordered Got a lot. Two got three. I can't remember. No, I've gotten three of them this year already. But they have Legend of Heroes uh, Trails Through Daybreak. I ended up pre ordering that and pre ordered the physical Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah. I got one of those too. I got one. I got one. Um, I mean, other than like Final Fantasy Rebirth. So I have pre orders, I guess. But like, I'm just not buying games. If when we had a
0: back catalog, we could play games with.
1: I'm (laughs) I'm buying Bissells. Like, that's what I'm doing. I I got a Bissell cost me a lot of money i do want to buy um my next actual goal if i didn't get in a car accident I have to pay that you know like it's just a bunch of stuff all at one time <laughs> wasn't my fault it was a hit and run don't blame me i can't I'm, say too I'm much because insurance, yeah, insurance
2: company's listening fine
1: driver yeah the insurance company's listening this fans podcast. of the show <laughs> <laughs> you know you just have a deductible even though you didn't do anything wrong it's fine um, scam. Yeah, I want to get one of the new OLED Steam Decks. Yeah. So I was already planning on getting a Steam Deck, and then they announced that OLEDs are basically the same price as the old ones, yeah. and the old ones are dropping down to a lower price. So uh, hopefully by early next year, I'll have um, a massive emulator machine. Nice.
2: <laughs> I want to get one too.
1: Yeah, so that's cool. I heard the, like, goal. the input
2: lag's improved and like it runs something slightly better. So that's cool.
1: Oh, uh, for the OLEDs? Yeah. I saw the battery supposed to be yeah, better. Battery, yep, that's what it was. The screen is slightly larger. Nice. Um, it's got better cooling on it. Yep. Something else. I can't remember. I honestly didn't look through the whole specs. I was just like, I was going to get one already. I might as well get the OLED. Like, it's pretty sick. It's fine. So, but I mean, as far as playing, like I, I haven't been playing anything because I'm just so busy. So I can't really dedicate time to actually playing something. Um, But in my free time, I've been playing Valheim. I gave Valheim a chance again. I couldn't get into it at first, but it's just, it's like a, I don't know exactly what kind of game it is. It's like a resource gathering survival game with like an online server that a bunch of people can do. I'm just playing solo, so like nobody messes up my stuff, but it gives me the time to like play for an hour or two and do a little bit and then just get off and not feel like I have to hit a certain goal or hit a certain save point before I need to stop playing. So I think... I think today, like, I played for a little bit and I ended up beating a boss, but, like, yesterday I played for an hour or so maybe and was like, oh, I'll just chop up enough wood to, like, lay a floor for the next house I'm gonna build, and then I just got off. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have to, like, dedicate, like, an actual mental game plan or, like, what I need to do in the game. I can just get on and gather some Stones and twigs, twigs and whatever, and <laughs> <laughs> collect my honey from my beehive. Like I don't know, so that's all I've been doing. I've got three weeks left, and then I've got some free time.
0: Nice. Hell yeah!
1: Three weeks left of course <laughs> and then I'll have some free time. I'm like uh,
2: non-existent the next three weeks. It's great.
1: I'm also non-existent for the next three weeks. It's
2: <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's not a contest. But then, you know, it's
1: Christmas and then you're obligated to, go to do family things that I don't really want to do. So I don't really know about free time, but I won't be in school for nine hours a day. So. God. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. That's all. I got a Bissell. <laughs> that was my gaming pickup.
2: There you go. Counts.
1: Real wash real life power wash simulator, yeah. I guess. I Checks don't know. Out.
2: <laughs> Checks out. Keeps your gaming room clean. You're good.
1: It's all them crumbs from me and sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> the cat dandruff. <laughs>
2: I totally forgot to say it, but I've been playing Final Fantasy sixteen still.
1: Are you still playing it? Yeah. we got a little bit of time. Yeah, i, I just Yeah.
2: I wanted to start like
1: I didn't know you actually started it. I just know yeah, you installed it.
2: Yeah, I I started it. I, uh, I'm i not very far at all, but it's cool. Like, I dig it. It's definitely... What part are you at? Literally, like, right after the first mission, they send you out of the fortress. Oh, So you're young? Damn. You're not even out of the I demo! spoil like something crazy. You're not even photo. out of the demo! I hope I'm, like, out of the tutorial. You're no, not! You got, like, another tutorial. Two hours. No, you're not even close. It's a long tutorial, but the combat's really cool, and oh, it's uh, visually <laughs> impressive.
1: Did you get to the, the Marlboro yet? The big, the big green... The
0: boss thing in the demo.
1: The big green thing the with the tentacles. I mean, I either... Okay, he's good. I, I fought him. Big... I fought him? Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I fought right. him. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, so at least got to that. Okay.
0: No, it's cool. I dig it. <laughs> so you actually did get to see the combat
2: a little bit. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm saying. So. Well... Okay. For now. Well... I keep picking that. It's one of those things like I want more time and obviously pick the worst time of the year to start playing it but I didn't want to like play it before the end of the year because after peak it's probably what I'm going to focus on.
0: By the time you finish it maybe that DLC will be out. No. <laughs>
2: But he finishes things like after I get out.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's a good point. That's true.
2: I'll be able to dedicate some time to it because, like, I do want to beat it for the end of the year because I feel like it's one of the bigger releases for the year that I own. So, and I know you guys both loved it, so
0: absolutely, I
2: want to play it more. But yeah, I've been playing that.
0: I feel like it's a crime that I did get
2: nominated for. I mean, I had my PS5 on already after playing Spider Man, so I was like, "Oh, oh
1: yeah, game of the okay." We've got a couple minutes. <laughs> we can talk about Do the game have... awards.
0: How oh, to get toxic? The game boys. award
1: nominations, um, all utter trash. All of it's garbage. I'm only here for the trailers. The categories are stupid. All the categories, the categories are just bad. Bad categories all around. Horrible. How did Destiny Two get nominated for best community? It's, an all-time low right now. it's at an all-time low
0: right now for community numbers. Cha-ching.
1: Destiny's oh, awful. Because the last
0: DLC was trash.
1: Oh my god. I, mean,
0: I do it have one note. Joke. I want to talk about the Game Awards for a moment. That everyone acts like it's a super prestigious thing. Do you guys know Madden 2005 won a game of the year? From the same. I mean, Madden 2005 was lit. Bro. That
1: was before the current <laughs> TGA, though.
0: Yeah, It's before old G. So evolved into, isn't it?
1: I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's the same thing. That sucks <laughs> I don't know i I just I just know this one's elevated because there's no e three so that's what they just consider yeah E3 right it's now. basically
0: turned into that which
1: I mean they've got the most money into making it the i mean there there's so many companies websites whatever out there that give game of the year to x amount of things you, can you, can, you, you see those these. games that come out next year that have like game of the year with like five different things on it
2: I mean here's the real problem there's too many people focus on what's the best game of the year we have some major candidates for worst game of the year this year that we are not <laughs> Okay,
1: watching. I want the Razzies, but for games. I want
2: to put the, the conspiracy fires. out there. That- <laughs> I, I
1: said I wanted the Razzies for games, and a friend told me that's just YouTube. And I was like, well, we you know what? It. You're not wrong, but like, I want. We need to do it. I want a real on stage physical trophies. For worst games Let's of the year, can you do imagine
0: it. like having to go up there and get that award? back? so, what the hell happened? I guys? want a Halle Berry.
1: <laughs> I want a Halle Berry speech for yes. Catwoman. Yes. yes, that's what <laughs> yes.
2: I want. Yes, <laughs> dude, we need to make this happen.
1: I want them to go up there,
2: maybe with a Patreon money. Give it to me with Golem. <laughs> <We> yeah, to <laughs> start a Patreon
1: rest. just to do this. Oh, that'd it's be, be great. called the 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 Vazies. Really
2: quick, can we get this conspiracy out there? The same publisher released the three. Best worst games of the year. Did you yeah, see the indie the
1: best the best indie game? Only last... one of them is an actual independent studio.
2: Yeah, just literally. I mean, they must have watched her TikTok.
1: Sea of Stars, yeah. and even then, Sea of Stars is given a Microsoft deal to be on yep. Game Pass, so yeah. it's not even. Like, that's what I mean. Is like it's all just garbage.
0: There was this on
2: TikTok calling Nintendo and indie studio. Just want people
0: to enjoy what they enjoy. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm sure it's a huge get for some of these developers. I like, get nominated. I'm sure there's bonuses and stuff for some of them. Like, but it's. It shouldn't shift people's views on a game like, oh, this is a better game because it won Game of the Year and stuff. Like, okay, chill out. Man.
1: We all know Baldur's Gate's gonna sweep everything. That's what's gonna happen.
0: It, I mean, it probably should. But Baldur's like... Gate's
1: gonna sweep everything, and that's also the problem. Is like, if something is put in the Game of the Year category, because what what is it this year? Baldur's Gate, Alan Wake, Resident Evil um
0: spider-man 2 spider-man got <laughs> yeah spider-man
1: 2 in there oh mario yeah is in there and like basically if you have a game that's in that category and wins it they are guaranteed to win every single other category that they are in it happened with last of us 2 they swept everything it was like oh last of us 2 got best innovation for accessibility and we were like for what what did you guys do and then you know here's a game over here that actually made it possible for people who are you know Paraplegics to play games, and like Last of Us beat that one for accessibility. Yeah. So it's just it's just stupid. I think it's the stupidest thing on this planet. I just want the trailers. Uh, if we don't see Dreadwolf at this, it's not going to happen. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, gets um, Grand Theft Auto Six is going to have a trailer.
0: Yeah, well, the Rockstar said it was going to, so it's going to. So
1: I don't know if in there. So it's there. We're going to see if anybody else makes it up on stage this year.
0: And talks about Pash security, or that's, I don't know. that's like you know what, that's the one thing to look forward to in the game where who, who bum rushes the stage and yeah, for who what bum reason. rushes
1: the stage this year.
0: I hope it's Kanye and a Master Chief suit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Starfield, <laughs> the
2: Ballers Gate 3, you did great, but who we'll make it to my boy,
1: Starfield?
0: <laughs> That'd be dope.
1: Oh man,
0: 10 out of 10. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't, if you enjoy the game words, keep enjoying them. I don't want to like poop on your parade, but. It's not for me. I feel like the same way about the Oscars. Like, I mean, nope. I'm part of the problem though, because I still watch it to see the trailers. Probably. I watch y'all's group tech like text blow up and I like, oh crap, that's on YouTube. Watch the trailer. So <laughs> I literally have done. I want to watch years. it in
1: person though. I don't want to get. So I, yeah. I like watching it and being surprised. It's by fun. Stuff. That's,
2: that was the best part of e3 is like watching the reveals live and be like, holy shit.
1: So I, you know, I you got the Game Awards on, and you you play something else on your other screen, and then you mute the Game Awards, and then when you see the trailers come up, you unmute it and switch over and watch those. That's just yeah. how it is, and then you'll just see like, oh well, here's the award to um best RPG goes to this one. Let's see what the fan choice was, and it's always different. The fan choice is always <laughs> different than what something else got picked.
2: I like when they have the awards that just, like, they want to make an award, but they don't care enough to give it a time slot, and they just go through, like, ten in a row, just, like, rapid fire.
1: Do you know how many many game genres we have that aren't categories? at all, yeah. But we have, like, ten categories for esports. Yeah. Why? Where's the best horror game? We don't even have a genre for that. Nope. Why do we need best eSports player, best eSports team, best eSports coach, best eSports tournament, best eSports event, but not tournament, but not event at the same because time? Because
2: eSports is big business, right? Up and
1: coming streamer that you I've never that heard of, uh, best whatever, XYZ, blah, blah, blah. Nothing about actual games.
0: Sounds about right. Yeah. Perfectly summed up to industry right now. You guys no. can tell we're really into the remorse.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really, I'm really into it. There's still
0: like one person that like loves the Game Awards, we're just over here shitting on it, and they're like, I'm done with this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you. Bye.
2: <laughs> it's your insurance agent. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into it.
1: Yes, please. Bam. <laughs> uh,
0: this whole idea for this episode sparked when I was talking to Nate. Uh, we used to play one of the Putt-Putt games. If you guys are not familiar with Putt-Putt, he is a purple car who uh, goes on adventures and it's like an educational point and click game, right? I thought this
1: was a golf game the whole time. Right, oh, it's called no.
0: Pup Hut, right? Yeah, he a car, oh, yeah,
1: ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it's wild, ridiculously ridiculous. But uh, Humongous Entertainment was the company that developed the Pup Hut games. They had a compilation come out on Switch, and I picked it up a while back. And I was like, I'm gonna dust this thing off and play the. Wait, pu- he's
1: a car? Yeah, or a person driving a? <laughs> oh, car? he is a. Car. He is the car. He's he a purple. Purple yes. car.
0: I'll show you a picture, Pup Hut. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll throw them in the discord so y'all can bask in his glory. But, uh, yeah, the humongous entertainment collection came out on switch and I was like, Nate, what game did we play specifically? Cause there's like three or four of them, I think. And, uh, we kind of remember. And then we started like pulling up videos and talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we kind of decided that, yeah, maybe we played all of them, but I only remember having one of them, but you know. P-brained. I've had you know contact sports. My my brains are probably scrambled eggs, but uh, that's what that's what sparked all this. And then thinking about like the games you were forced to play as a child because your parents bought them for you versus what you play now is radically different. Like it's funny because I don't necessarily go after educational games, but here I am literally going after the game I'm talking about. So it's funny how things come full circle. For me personally, uh, one of the big reasons why I still collect. You know, consoles I grew up with is the nostalgia factor alone. And this is the perfect example is Putt Putt. Like, I have no interest in ever playing Putt Putt if I didn't have that childhood connection to it. Cause I mean, dude, like, I don't even like quote adult point and click games like Monkey Island, everyone rants and raves about. I have no emotional attachment to the game. I think it's overrated as all hell. But like, hey, I'll dust off and play Putt Putt once in my mid 30s, you know, whatever. But uh, as far as influencing my habits now, clearly I did pick up putt-putt again but I think there's a fine line where it's like I'm not necessarily going to go after educational games anymore with you know with your odd exception like the Mario goes missing and stuff like that if I get it for cheap I have picked those up but uh any kind of uh games you guys were forced to play as a kid you think you'd pick up now if you haven't already again what about you Nate? Yeah there's a couple um mainly like Playstation demo disc games we have, there's several other on like my want list I'm actively searching for I think, especially with those, a lot of people had the same experience and a lot of people played the same demo disc. So, there is kind of like a market for those games that were on those. Most of them were like the Adios compilations. I think it was like Fighting Force, Ninja Shadow of Darkness, and like Tomb Raider 3, I believe. But
1: Medieval was a big medieval, one. Medieval, on yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Everyone knows that graveyard. Like, we could get through with our eyes closed, but the rest of the game, you have to like open your eyes and mm-hmm. play it. But um, that's like the, the Ninja Shadow of Darkness, like the big one for me. Um, it's been on my want list for a long time. But there are some of the old PC games we had as a kid that, like, I will actively look for. It's just finding them and the money they cost if I'm willing to spend it. Because with those specifically, they put the price out there because there's only a certain type of people looking for them, and like you're willing to buy it because you have that nostalgia. So it's like it's hard for me to justify like, the forty to sixty dollars for a game that's just going to literally sit on my shelf. And I'm not going to play again. Especially like a lot of these, there's Steam, GOG versions out there. I bought a couple of those off like major strikers an example i remember playing like countless hours as a child like the floppy of that game <laughs> i found it for a dollar on steam so i was like bet i'm probably not going to go out and buy the physical version because like if i ever see it for cheap sure but i'm not going to man it's a f- super obscure game like but yeah uh especially playstation i think that's like the main one there's a couple games i did actively go out and buy so it's not every single game i play as a kid but like there's several i have a memory mostly memories attached with other people like Brian, you were kind enough to give us a childhood copy of Donkey Kong on the computer, because I remember playing that with mom, but like, yeah. specifically my grandma, she helped raise us, and I remember playing the Animaniacs bowling games. My nana loved bowling, dude. Like, she was a wee bowler goddess, dude, <laughs> but like, we played Animaniacs 10 penale forever before that. I went out, I was like, I gotta find this game, like, and I finally found one, so. Yeah, I think it's when we rented, right? <sighs> yeah, I think so. I think I know, she, or she had it, because she was just like, we're, we're bowling, boys. Like, oh. I don't have <laughs> a copy. I had to go out and find a copy like a year back or so. Cause that's another one I was like, oh, I remember playing this as a kid. I'm sure it's dog shit now, but like, no, it's w- fire. It's Tim Alley, bro. Kind okay. of maniacs. Nice. Come on, man. pinking the brain. Like, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, that's one I wanted, and uh, I went back and found. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, it's just it though. Dull- I think there's several games I have attached with memories of other people that are important in my life that like kind of keeps me close to them in a way. So there's, I mean, like there's some modern games like that, like Overcooked. I have a great memory of playing that with like Barry and Megan and Kyle, like. Remember playing this game and be like, this is so fun. Like, I I want to own that game. I have great memories attached to it. So, mostly with people more than like the game itself. Say, Barry, specifically with games that you were forced to play because, you know, your parents bought them for you, do you have any examples of those and how they? Maybe, like, have you had to go back and find them, or do you already own them? No,
1: because my parents didn't force me to play games.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's coming out horrible. It so, sounds really funny when I say it like that, but...
1: I wasn't ever given games because my parents thought I would like it, and I just was nothing I was interested in. Like, my parents bought me things that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. They weren't just like, oh, hey, I found this game here. So, I don't really have that experience. My My childhood was very lonely in games. I didn't know anybody who played games, and none of any neighborhood kids played games. Neighborhood kids were like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards and whatnot. We didn't have... I didn't I didn't play games with anybody. My brother did, but he was interested in, like, things that I wasn't. I'm like, I I don't even remember what he would play, but when he was old enough to play his own games, he just wanted to play the stuff that I was just like, I don't care about this. I don't know what this is, but I don't care about it. Whatever. Um, so, I guess, like games that I didn't necessarily choose. It would be stuff that my dad bought. He was like sort of into games, but not not really too much. I mean, we had a PlayStation, so we had like, I remember playing um, I said this before, Final Fantasy 7, like he bought that for him. He didn't buy it for me, but I just ended up playing it. I think Jet Moto, he bought that one. I don't even know why he bought that game, but whatever. I Played it because one of the one of the things was a Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, it was. I remember Mountain that. Dew one. Yep. <laughs> um, Tony Hawk. I didn't play. Like I didn't want Tony Hawk, but he bought it and I ended up playing it. Uh, what else did we have? Oh, Metal Gear Solid. He bought Metal Gear Solid and was like really into it, but I just like could not understand how to play the game, so I don't think I ever made it past first first <laughs> level. Because like you had to sneak, and I was like, oh, what is this? Like this isn't. I don't know.
0: It was a foreign concept back then. There wasn't a lot of stealth action games back then.
1: I mean, I sat there and went to try and play it because I was like, oh, let's just try this one today. But hey, they didn't buy anything for me that I just I didn't already want or like wasn't interested in. And I don't remember asking for games specifically. I think I was like, you know, I didn't ask for Pokemon Yellow. I didn't know it was a game. I was too young to know. But like, yeah. I was into Digimon, and then um, so the, the the Digimon anime. Or the animated show—it's sort of an anime—came out in the U.S. before Pokémon did, I believe. And so I watched a lot of that. And then Pokémon came in, and I think my parents saw I was interested in Pokémon, knew there was a game, and that's why I got it. Hmm. So, and I was into the cards—like I was really into trading cards. Because my dad is really into like sports cards, so he would—he wanted me to get into something, and that's what it was—it was, it was a trading cards. So it just kind of fell into place. Like there's a Pokémon game, you're gonna get Pokémon. It's cool. So. And then every Christmas, I would get an iteration of whatever Pokemon game that came out that year. It's Clutch. Yeah. So, and that's how I got all my cartridge games. Well, not all of them, because my brother, like, because there's two, so I would get one, my brother would get the other, and then he just eventually didn't care, so now they're mine. Nice. So, that's just kind of how I all got them. Hey, that's (laughs)
0: Clutch. Best case scenario, bro.
1: I think the only one I never got was Gold. He got Silver, I got Crystal. And then, I think my dad already bought red and blue, but yellow was mine. What was the one after that? Red and blue? Ruby and sapphire? Gold,
0: silver, and then...
1: Yeah, so yeah. I got ruby, my brother got sapphire, and then I got emerald two, I think, for my birthday or something, because I was, I was just more into games, so my parents would always get me, like, the whatever the special one was, because, like, my brother didn't care that much, but I think they could tell I was more into, like, the special collector stuff, so I got the... The collector special platinum Game Boy Advance that apparently was limited. <laughs> All right. I don't know took if you it up, was bro. still or whatever. Um, I was the one that got the atomic purple Game Boy. I was the one that got the third special Pokemon game or whatever. I suppose that the point of uh, Game Boy Advance is when I kind of started picking my own games at that point in time.
0: Yeah, we had a little different, like, uh, I think we've brought it up previously. My dad was a programmer, and he was, like, PC Master Race before it was cool. And I remember he used to just shit on consoles, and the way we got our PlayStation, we've told this story before. Like, we got our console by chance. And it's it's so weird now how, like, ingrained it was into our heads, like, PC. And uh, the fact that I, you know, prefer console gaming now is wild to me. I have a Surface tablet. That's my computer. But I still have our childhood computer. I mean, I love the damn thing. It still fires up. I'm sure none of the media we have for it still works, but I have gone back and tried to track down some of these games that I know I played as a kid. But specifically for the PC, it's tough to get them. Um, they take up a lot of space when you find them because they're always big box. If they even come in a box, like the ones we played as early childhood, like I'm talking pre Windows, you know, it's a disc in a bag. And I remember vividly going to the computer store, and literally there'd be like a wall with like a like corkboard. And there'd just be like sandwich bags with floppies pinned in them with like maybe a shitty label slapped. i have like in a printer. printed out screenshot and then like a very brief description. Maybe. You got lucky if you got yeah. that printed out screenshot. That was printer paper back then. But, uh, you know, so what What the hell is a complete inbox copy of some of those, you know? Like literally just a disc that someone copied and put on there. A lot of the games Nate and I grew up playing were like that. And yeah, there was some full release ones. And, you know, I have a lot of our childhood games still, but a lot of the PC ones are... Ones I'd love to get, but just difficult, man. And then, you know, memory is a big problem, too. Like, I don't have the best memory. <laughs> and uh, for the perfect example, the public, like, I don't remember which public game was still. And I sit there and mess around with all of them, but they all seem familiar. So it's it's crazy how your perception of things, that's, that's what we had back then. That's what we had to do. Which, yeah, we played sports and stuff, too. But I remember, like, vividly sitting in the bedroom and being like, oh, it's computer time. Like, I'm going to hang out with Putt-Putt again today. Clearly, he wasn't that special to me, because I don't remember which game I was playing with him. And then, uh, yeah, Gus Goes to Cybertown was another one, too. I, I found a childhood copy of that, so I'm happy for that. But yeah, I don't play the same time of games from early childhood. Like you were saying, the first game I asked for, it was PlayStation Era. And I remember, like, just reading, because video game magazines were a thing, too. Like, I remember we used to get them through the library at school, and that's how I, like, got a lot of my video game magazines. And, uh, I remember seeing, like, Medal of Honor was, like, the talk of the town, and it was right after Saving Private Ryan and Steven Spielberg was attached to it, and it was like, you know, Jurassic Park kid, so I'm all about it. Like, that's the first game I vividly remember wanting. And, uh, you know, it was a hard pill to go to your parents and be like, hey, buy me this video game because they were expensive back then. And obviously I'm grateful for everything they got me, but I remember mom picking that one up for me.
1: That one came out in 99.
0: Yeah. Once it became a greatest hit, just remember when I was nine? That's how far back my brain goes, nine. Anything past that's spore. But uh, yeah, I remember getting that as a greatest hit, and I think we talked about it in our variants episode, right? Like that was that was really cool, and I still love Medal of Honor. I've gone back and gotten other ones from this series because of my attachment to it as a as a child. And uh, I mean, yeah, some of them don't hold up great. Some of them are not great at all. But that first one for me, even like just the the spectacle of it, there still hasn't been a lot of games matched to that as far as like scope and having a huge name like Steven Spielberg for Christ's sake after Jurassic Park attached to that. Like, crazy. But, yeah, I've gone back and grabbed some other games from that series, particularly like Underground and, you know, that era of Medal of Honor games because I got to play the first one as a kid. And I haven't, you know, it's not when I went back and got a Black Label copy of because I wanted it. Like, for me, I'm cool with The Greatest Hits one because it's the one I could play as a kid. So in a weird way, collecting now, it's filling in gaps, sure, if I do see, I, and we've talked about it before, I don't like going on eBay. Obviously, that's the easiest way to find some of these PC games, but that's, the hunt of it's what makes it fun for me, man.
1: I have no desire to go back and get some of those games.
0: Yeah, why is that? Just none. taste change or.
1: I don't need Jet Moto. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I hear you. I don't need Jet Moto. A lot of the games I had as a kid, I still have them, and if I have them and didn't like them, I got rid of them. So
0: that makes sense. I
1: mean, there's a couple I remember, like I Ninja. I remember going because we we went to Game Crazy.
0: Was that the I think Hollywood? That was video
1: yeah, one? the Hollywood yeah. video it was Game Crazy. So I would go in there and trade games and get you know other ones. And I remember I I remember walking out with I Ninja. I went in there and got Final Fantasy VIII when it was the greatest hit. I have a picture of me sitting there holding it. have I shown you guys that picture. I have oh. a little picture of like little me holding <laughs> it, and I'm pretty sure I'm wearing a t-shirt that's got like kid like paint drawings on it or whatever. I think it's like a really bad leaf. It looks like a snake. I don't know. I have that picture somewhere. That's and sick. I was just like so hyped to get that game. That's awesome. Uh and then the Devil May Cry trilogy. I got from Game Crazy for, like, $20. But I don't, like, I don't have a desire to get iNinja again. It was fun, I guess.
0: iNinja is fun. I'll throw a shout-out to iNinja. I don't think I've ever played it. I'm familiar with it, but... So,
1: I i mean, like, the I was really big into the two Spyro games on the Advance. Okay, I will say, Jackie Chan Adventures is, I think, the only one right now I'm looking for.
0: Like a complete in box copy. Or like I want. I want Jackie right? Chan
1: Adventures. Um, I was also like Shrek the, Shrek, the Game Boy Advance Shrek game that was the Post and Boots game. Played played the hell out of that one, but like I'm not gonna go back and buy that game. Yeah, I just liked Post and Boots when it came out, and like obviously wanted the game. But I just I don't really have anything now that I think about it. I think it's just Jackie Chan Adventures, but I don't have anything that I'm just like oh man, I remember that as a kid. I want that. I probably already have it or I got rid of it for a good reason. So,
0: yeah, I, it's weird cuz I held on a lot of our childhood stuff, but like Game Boy specifically is the one where I'm like god damn it if I want to go back and get this stuff, it's going to be a nightmare just because like I was so young. I think that period when I started like realizing, "Hey, I'm going to hold on to these." was probably the PlayStation era cuz I know there's games we rented that we don't have like between you and I Nate, we have most of our childhood games from PlayStation on up. Game Boys where it starts getting like I'm trying to think of an original Game Boy game I have from a kid where I have the box and everything. And So I know specifically, like, because I had a lot of the posters hanging up on my wall in my room. Yeah. Like, I still have some of the posters. I cannot tell you where the box and manual is at. But, like, I have the Captain America and the Avengers poster, which, like, that game complete in box is ungodly expensive. It's one I want because it's Captain America, and I'm obviously still super into Captain America. But it's been on my want list, but it's not, like, something that I'm actually going for because the price is astronomical. I think it's, like, last time I looked it was a couple years ago. It was, like, seven $800 complete in box. And there's just a lot more things i'd rather have like the cart's like a hundred dollars loose dude it's gnarly i think it's just game boy though like we talked about in previous episodes cardboard box you know handheld shit's gonna be stupid expensive but i am thankful that i held on like i still have my for the spider-man episode like i still have my spider-man from a kid as a playstation but i went out and bought a nicer copy now because i can appreciate it more I wanted a complete copy of that game for just pure nostalgia purposes.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess I suppose I'm looking for Spider-Man 2 because I thought it was Spider-Man 1, but it wasn't. (laughs) Now I think about that one. I mean, I've bought some things that are like childhood adjacent, but I never played them. Like I was really into Neopets as a kid. So now I'm just like, I want all the Neopets games, but I've never played them. Or like the the VeggieTales game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was another one as a kid. I really like VeggieTales, but like I have, I never played the game and I'm just like, cool, it's Larry the Cucumber. It helps to the
0: the pill's easier to swallow when it's like three to five bucks too. Yeah, it's like three (laughs) to
1: five dollars. So I have never really liked, I, I don't even think there's anything expensive that I have any desire to get that's like, oh, it's adjacent to something I like. I'm like, oh really care that much yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah i think there's a point in our childhood too brian where you you were a little more into games and stuff than i was like yeah. actually even like just going back and collecting retro crap you're the one that kind of got me back into it because i still had like some older games but i didn't have like the systems hooked up and shit and like so as far as influencing my collecting stuff i go for now i don't it's weird because there's just a couple games here and there but like i got my own taste pretty quickly and like, we didn't grow up with a Sega Genesis, but that's, like, my preferred 16-bit console. And that was just kind of something I ended up independently growing and finding and going after myself. So, I know we had the same origin story here, but, like, I think we definitely got our own taste to a lot of degree. Yeah, I think, I mean, pretty early on, too, uh, I just remember, like, the game. Like, yeah, I think I probably was in the games a little bit more, and I, I definitely got back into it more. Uh, the girl was thinking at the time. She was really into the PS2, and like I didn't, we didn't grow up with the PS2. We grew up with the original Xbox. You know, she wanted all the games she played as a kid, and that's what kind of got me back into retro gaming. Because it was like, damn, I miss playing some of these. I still had a lot of their Xbox stuff specifically. I think the nostalgia aspect of, sp- particularly the retro stuff, because I've always stayed modern. Like what, 360 on up, pretty much. I was grabbing what I wanted to grab in my, I guess, adult life, young adult life. But getting back into the retro stuff was definitely nostalgia-oriented for me, and even to the point where I remember not trading stuff back in, just holding out and be like, next holiday I'll get another game. So it is a little interesting to think that as far as collecting habits, specifically collecting and hoarding, I guess you can call it, started from the games back then. But even now, going back, I, I have a lot of my stuff, so just trying to find games we rented, and again, remembering is the most difficult part for me. It just comes up in a spur of the moment conversation. Like Pop Puff a great example. Gus, and then even bringing up Major Striker, I completely forgot about Major Striker until you brought it up. It is interesting. And then yeah, and like bringing up taste changing too. Like I don't play a lot of the stuff I played as a kid. Um, I think sports games are a big one for me. Like yeah, I dabble in the sports games a little bit, but clearly you're more into them than I am. Played the hell of sports like other than this year, but that's because sports games are at all time low right now. But yeah, we grew up playing them because our dad was into them and. I would say I still play sports because I play baseball every year. I'm not playing Madden right now. I'm not playing 2K right now, but there's there's I guess racing games too. Like I'm not super huge yeah. into cars, but there's a lot like Forza. Like
1: my dad was really into racing. I remember we had the the Castrol. Now that I think about it, we had the Castrol motorcycle one, the super car, the, the super motorcycle. Super I don't bike. know super bike. Superbike, yeah. That's what it was because he was really into like motorcycle racing, and then we had. Um, a couple Need for Speeds, and like I played them, but I could not give a single doo doo about a racing game. Now I don't even think I own one, do I?
0: Maybe some cart bullshit. The only
1: one that I would reasonably own is Burnout (laughs) Revenge, and I don't even think I have that game. Other than like, you know. Uh, chocobo racing—that doesn't count, you know. I I just don't care about racing games; yeah, they're not fun to me. Kind of yeah. one
0: like I I have test drive five because that was like a big part of our childhood, and it was like groundbreaking when it came out in PlayStation. But other than Forza, I don't really play racing games. So that's one I could say like I was not influenced at all by because like our dad was our dad bought like the wheel and he's like doing drag racing and he's hardcore into like simulation racing for a long time there. And
1: yeah, we were we were we were NASCAR. <laughs> I lived literally across the street from the racetrack. Like mm. I'd look out my front window and there it was. The racetrack. A racetrack. <laughs> 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 so, like, I, I mean, if you're a Midwesterner, you kind of know like NASCAR is a big thing for all of us Midwestern people. And I do not care about NASCAR. I yeah, don't. It's yeah. a bunch of rednecks who have an excuse to get drunk on a, on a, on a Sunday. And then just scream about <laughs> going around a corner or whatever. My dad was really into number two Rusty Wallace, bro. Like Rusty guy. That was his that was his guy. And I think he worked at the track for a little bit. I don't know. And I was just I don't care about racing games. Right.
0: It's it's a little little off topic, but it's crazy for how much embedded racing is. Like, I don't give two shits about racing.
1: Racing is crashing a nitro car. Racing's in our blood, where you're born. Racing.
0: I'm interested, but I just can't get into it. If that makes sense, like I'm never gonna like shut. Like I have my wife's dad's like super into it, and he used to actually work on cars. So it's like I'll listen to his stories, and I'm interested, but I, I can't say like I'm gonna go get into racing now. I don't hate it, but I, I just can't get into it. I
1: already think sports are boring as it is, but racing takes the cake. You're going to expect me <laughs> to sit there and sit for hours and watch people go around a track like 500 times? No, I'm okay. That's the worst of it.
0: The joke always is you turn it on for the first three laps, turn it off, and turn it back on for the last three laps. And that's why everybody <laughs> like, is yeah.
1: perpetually drunk the whole time because yeah. that's the only way you can get through it. Like, I mean- <laughs> And then you walk out of there with the nastiest sunburn you've ever seen. They got the, They got the, the disgusting nascar racing sunglasses on and you know there's just beat red lobster forehead and they got the the cutoff t-shirts with the with the bud light in the hand i'm good man <laughs> <laughs> i lived it I, I lived it i'm out <laughs> <You lived> it. <laughs> i did dude i was across the track people used our yard as, as parking yeah uh, i think my mom worked there briefly too i've been in the pit stop bro I've been there, done that. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. My dad tried to get me into racing and I was just not into it.
0: Brian, how about you he's, get us He's out? got
1: NASCAR trading cards, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Brian, get us back on track. Okay. No, I'm trying.
1: <laughs> I just keep going.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Race hail, praise Dale.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or is it Dude, praise Dale, raise hail? Which no, one? Our, our grandma right, loved
0: cool. Dale, Dale, too. Man, she so had all the mert, all the memorabilia. I know, mean, like it. locked yourself out when that shit happened, bro. Yeah, bro. All right, let's get back up. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I think nostalgia. <laughs>
0: so clearly, nostalgia is a particular mindset. It's not a big part for Barry. It's an Interesting, powerful tool. It can either make you really sentimental or something. or really resent something. Like well, it's true, honestly. <laughs> that's
1: why? And that's now you know why there I roll go, my Nate. eyes every time anybody talks about a racing game or NASCAR. I'm just like, oh my god, please
0: <laughs> start smelling the cigarettes again, <laughs> dude. Smelling the
1: cigarettes, hearing the, the sunburn, hearing it. God. Hearing all the people go by, drunk, parking on the lawn. I ain't got nowhere to play. Can't dig no holes. They're all parking.
0: It's tough.
1: I just dig, you know, just as a kid, dig holes in the ground for rocks. They drove on my grass. Anyways, so we're that's what got by. you the
0: JRPGs, huh? Digging holes, <laughs> not, being able not to dig holes. holes. <laughs> they got your shit not over there. Not holes.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, honestly, it's. I think that's
1: fossil fighters, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: before i was going damn it we needed you i think um (laughs) formulating your own taste and collecting i think that's kind of what sets out you know i think all of us most for the most part it's not stuff from our childhood like i kind of touched on it earlier i got back into collecting a little later than brian and i was looking for very different stuff i almost went for like i never got to experience this i want to go play it i've heard it's good Mm -hmm. very quickly like I didn't grow up playing like I don't even know how to say like fan- high fantasy games and stuff. I didn't really play a lot of them. Like we didn't have that kind of shit. My dad didn't care about it. Like Conan was like probably the closest we ever got to like anything with swords in it. So but I very quickly like found a love for like dungeon crawlers and that that's like old school RPGs and stuff and like Dragon Age and stuff. I don't think anything from my childhood really influenced that. That's just kind of like stuff I found on my own and got a pretty big attachment to. Yeah, I would agree because that's all you. I'm, I'm the inverse. I'm very much into sci fi, but then again, so was dad. Like, he was big in the Star Trek original series. And it's I like th- sci fi, but if I'm playing RPG, I prefer it to be in fantasy. Yeah, and I mean, it's the thing. I like fantasy, but I definitely have a leaning preference towards sci fi, and it probably is because of our upbringing. But um, yeah, specifically games, once you start getting your own taste, it's weird because in a lot of ways, I haven't deviated so much. Like, we played a lot of shooters growing up. It was like the age of first person shooters, and that's still my preferred game. Genre, I guess. Yeah, I'll double down and agree with that. But it's also, I feel like it's kind of a cop-out because I feel like it's the most common also. Like, shooters are a diamond dozen these days. And when you got introduced to them, they weren't until it turned into everything was a Doom clone. <laughs> for the longest time there, it's, it was groundbreaking. Especially for a console player, if you got a good console first-person shooter. Like, I remember Halo being like the first one that's like, this thing is actually competent. It was uh, it was an experience back then, but now it's something that we all take for granted I'll 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 put it like this, I would rather play a sh- like subpar solid six first person shooter over you know something I have no interest in playing or just going for it for the achievements that I obviously do. But give me like an average shooter, I can just set my brain to ne- neutral and just shoot shit. I'd rather, I mean, it's probably why I have so much time in Call of Duty. But I don't think my preferred games of playing, other than the early early childhood, have changed so much. Collecting, why sure, like I have money and a real job now. Like of course, collecting weapons. Are you
1: you talking about first person shooters? Yeah, yeah, specifically
0: first person. I'm trying
1: to sit here and think like if I have any. I know I've got first person shooters, maybe a couple, but it's gotta be. It's never been like your jam though, right? I mean, it it was interesting when you were talking about um, the original Xbox that like your ex had gotten, and you were like, "Oh, I want to get all these games." I remember like the only game I ever played on an Xbox as a kid was Halo because my uncle was like really into. Xbox, like, when Xbox Live launched, like, he was one of the first ones to, like, get gamer tags and stuff. I'm just, you know, you're so early and his gamer tag is four, four letters. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it was, because it wasn't great, but yeah. <laughs> you know, so, he had Halo, and, um, it was interesting because he also was into anime, and anime wasn't really relevant over here, so he had to kind of rip it off of the internet somewhere to, like, get it. And I, that, he was the reason I was really wanted Final Fantasy VIII because he was like, watch this introduction, like, opening sequence, and it was... um It was the sequence of, like, when everyone's going to, like, the... Have you guys played Final Fantasy VIII? Yeah, no. It's really early on. You've probably seen it where they're on the ships, and they're, like, going through the water, and it's kind of, like, sunset, and, like, Squall standing on this ship, and the ship's, like, beach and they get off and do their little like battle thing up there. It's like their test. So that cinematic, he was like this thing looks incredible and I was like, "Oh my god, I got to get this game." I don't know. But only a game I ever played on Xbox was Halo. And I don't own Halo. Cuz I don't I'm just like okay, I had it on PC. I remember playing uh Halo on PC online and that was when you didn't need A gamer tag, you could just change your name to whatever in the game, so I just changed mine to a little girl, because anytime like, when you killed somebody, it said killed it wasn't like, (laughs) how it is now where it shows what weapon killed who, it just was like player A was killed by player B, so anytime anybody died that I killed him, it was just like Brian was killed by a little girl and I was like, haha, I thought this was so funny, I don't know. But like, now that I have an Xbox, like I have no desire to buy Halo. Even though that was really the only game I played on it, I have no desire to buy it. I'm buying all the other stuff that I never got to play.
0: Yeah, so like a algorithm of Nate buying stuff he didn't have the chance to play. It's interesting. I mean, yeah, that's kind of how I got into Fantasy Star, like really big. It was like, Damn, this looks so cool! And there is no chance that like ever as a kid, when it was you know any of them were new, I ever got a chance to play. Because like we grew up on Super Nintendo more than any like as far as sixteen bit. Our uncle had one Mario, Mario Kart, like the basics is wrestling. Like obviously, I am huge into wrestling still, but like all I really got was like the I always wanted to like dig deeper with consoles and stuff specifically because that's where like you know
1: wrestling, yeah, wrestling. Well, SmackDown 2008. We grew
0: up. Yeah, that's I the thing, played like, the
1: crap out of it. I have no dude. desire to buy it. I have none. <laughs> but I just remember like hours and hours and hours in that game. Well, loving all, it.
0: all three of us are at the age where we grew up in like the gold, like they said, the golden years of wrestling was in the 80s. No, it wasn't. It was in the 90s with the Rock and Stone Cold. And, like that's what. So we we all played wrestling games. Like come on, like N64. In, in I guess that's I want
1: Sting and Rey Mysterio. That's a good point there,
0: Brian, like I went out of my way to go buy those wrestling N64 games because we never had them. Like our our best friend had them growing up. But it's something I was like, I love wrestling now. Like those are the best wrestling games ever made. So I went on way and bought all of those. Like as soon as I got my n 64 was like Nibio versus WCW, No Mercy. Those are the very first purchases I got when I got my N64. So it was just cause stuff we you know we we dabbled in. Like but we didn't sit there and play all day. It was like man, I really want to go back and play this role own mode because it kicks ass. Yeah, a lot of it sounds like it's uh other hobbies and influences you have make you want to pick up stuff from consoles and necessarily you not play back then. It's interesting. 'Cause for me it was very much like like I said, my my experience haven't changed that much. And like the one thing I'd say to get into really quick, I feel like my taste have changed more as an adult than even like from a child, which is a weird weird way of saying it. But like this podcast, perfect example. Like I, I haven't really ever dabbled into like JRPGs and then uh, you know, Barry's picks are a lot of times games I wouldn't necessarily play. And like, I've been collecting for a long... Oh, I
1: haven't even gotten you to the deep ones yeah,
0: yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say you're starting me out and I appreciate it. But like... Uh, Giving you an easy ride in. Even then, like as an adult, I never really got into them. And then like Crown Trigger was just awesome and kind of opened the doors a little bit. And I've picked up some since then. But like I said, I think I've... Let's just say like actively hardcore collecting. Pff, I don't know. 15, 16 years at this point. But uh, I wasn't picking up our p- God, I wish I was with those prices back then, but I wasn't picking them up. So, like, tastes change over time, even, like, through experience, I think, also, not necessarily just age. I think everybody just kind of says, like, oh, obviously your your thoughts and opinions and tastes are different from when you are a kid. But even as an adult, playing games and collecting has changed quite a bit from when I first started.
1: I think it's interesting because, like... I think this podcast has given me more appreciation for some of the the games that you've brought forward, but I still have no desire to buy them. Right. Like Die Hard, like I think that game was very good and I can see what it was doing and and why it was very fun to play. But like I have zero desire to buy that game just because it doesn't fit like what my personal taste is. Yeah. So it's interesting. I don't even think. I don't even think there's been one game that I was like, yeah, I'm going to go buy this right now that just like blew me away. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Well,
0: that's the thing, too. We've all been doing this for a long time. We're not, we're all not new collectors, you know? So we kind of know what we want, what we're into. But, yeah, you know, like you're saying, just like the cookie crumb of like, hey, dip into something else that you wouldn't do. Most people don't think adults do that. Like you're setting your ways once you hit a certain age. But I,
1: I suppose maybe in the same realm, I, I have like little to no interest in beat em ups. Yeah. So I would be curious if anybody we ever did a beat 'em up, and I was like, "This thing's awesome." need
0: the shit! I love beat 'em ups because, like, every
1: happen. time I hear people talk about beat 'em ups, they're just like, "This isn't mate." Like, it's kind of like fighting game people. Like, I can appreciate fighting games, and I have a couple of them, but they're not like my, my, my Jimmy Jam. Um, but like beat 'em ups, I feel like people have such a nostalgic lens for because they don't really come out now anymore. So, like, when that Turtles Bunga collection came out, people, like, lost their minds. And I'm like, it's a Turtles game. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like, is it the beat-em-up thing? Is it Turtles? Because there's a lot of turtle stuff out here. But what, yeah. what, what is it, you know?
0: If we'll go to and ask her about beat-em-ups really quick. I like beat-em-ups. But as a big beat-em-up fan, you're never going to find one, Barry, because they're all the fucking same.
1: Okay, fair <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> I love, you know, Golden Axe is, like, a little of my favorite series. And it plays pretty much just like Street of Rage. Like, ooh, blasphemy. no! Like, come at me. I don't care. They—they're all pretty much the same damn game with a different coat of paint. There's only so much you can. do. I love beating them up. I get lost in like the the loop. I have a. It's kind of like for you in shooting games. Yeah. Set my brain drill, kick some ass, get ripped off. It's fine. It's great.
1: That's most me nice a farming sim, bro. Yeah. Set my brain off and just grow my corn.
0: Well, you're you're not gonna have a beat up that you get just,
1: that Midwestern in me. <laughs> <You> <laughs> might grow my corn it's and race my blood. cars. This <laughs> is happening, <laughs> happening a lot this episode.
0: This happening a lot this episode. That's funny. What brought- if there's a beat-em-up, you go beat-up drunk NASCAR fans, Barry.
1: <laughs> I would play it for fun season, but probably not buy it.
0: <laughs> it's funny you I bought- don't, You know
1: what? Actually, if there was a beat-em-up game where the cover was you decking a bald, lobster-colored white man with the little sunglasses on, and it has a white cut-off uh, tank-, tank top t-shirt with one of the NASCAR things on there, but it's got beer stains on it, and he's got jean shorts... Decking him right in the face—he's probably got a pack of cigarettes somewhere. I would buy it because that's literally every NASCAR fan that we had to deal with. <laughs>
0: Sounds like every I described NASCAR described
1: all fan. of them. Yeah. Goatee, goatee, no hair up top. I had a goatee like Nate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, uh, I'm not in the NASCAR. Full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Circle back though. It's funny you brought up fighting games. That's another one. Like as a kid, played a ton of. And not that I don't have interest as an adult, but like trying to think of the last one I actually bought.
1: Fighting games. Mm-hmm. I'll enjoy them solo, and then I don't. I won't play with people because I'm. I just. I. I can't handle getting my butt. To I think part it of to it me. too
0: is like I had. A co-op partner or someone to constantly fight growing up i you know a twin dude like what else do you ask for when it comes to like couch cop games or fighting games but
1: well and then maybe not that anymore maybe on like nate's talk of like i never really discovered high fantasy type like i don't really like fighting games because i always felt like they were the samey until soul Calibur came along yeah. and that was like the high fantasy type style that was cool and i don't think i've really gotten into a fighting game since then, except for Guilty Gear.
0: I think it's a genre thing, too. That genre's evolved so much. It used to be you could pick them up, beat each other up, and still be fairly competent. Now they're so technical. They're almost like flight sims, where it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is too difficult. Like I don't know if you guys have played the new Mortal Kombat at all.
1: No desire. No, I've I seen haven't. the videos. I gabbled
0: in a demo. Everything's broken. I got air juggled for two minutes yep, straight. Like, this was not fun. And Absolutely like, broke. I like Mortal Kombat. I grew up playing it. My sister's like, shit is Mortal Kombat. So like, I have a little bit of nostalgia attached to it. I have no interest in buying this damn game. Like, no. it's too. It's not even like a difficulty thing where we'll get good. It's like no. Like if you don't, they doesn't make this the only game you play. You're gonna suck, and it's it takes the, the the spirit and the fun of fighting games. You could just, hey man, can I kick your ass for two minutes? Yeah, dude. And like, I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, like
1: the new Mortal Kombat is just who can land the the hit first. Because I've seen videos of those people being in like professional tournaments, and these are really, really good players. And it just happens to be one person got the punch in first for the full on juggle and the other guy had no no way to get out of it. Like the game is broken. Absolute no fun in it. Anyways, I don't want to get a tangent on that. Because like the last Mortal Kombat game I really liked that had the only reason I got it is because it had spawn, but it had the really cool like run around the dungeon kind of thing. The crypt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not like super big into Mortal Kombat, but I have a sense of nostalgia for it because old Ripple Diddle back in the day of old Sub Zero. But, like, I'm not, like, married to Mortal Kombat, yeah. and so for me to want to pick up a game, it's got to, like, play fun, and this new one just, I have no desire, regardless of nostalgia. I'll
0: stick to Injustice. As a Mortal Kombat guy, I haven't picked up the new one yet.
1: Where's Soul Caliber?
0: Good question, Barry. I know you
1: guys ruined it with six, but, like, bring love, it back with seven.
0: And I, we, we grew up on Tekken, we love <sighs> Tekken, but, like, we're getting another Tekken already, and we're not getting a Soul Caliber. like, feels disrespectful, dog. Yeah, for me though, not having you there to play with, it's not the same, bro. I feel you. Yeah. It's it's I think there's some genres you can look at too where I mean, first person shooters are fundamentally the same as they were. Like obviously there's cover systems now. There's they're obviously far more advanced, but like shoot shoot the shit in front of you dog. Like that's not really funny as I feel like I've evolved too much to like from what we grew up on. I know this is a little off topic 'cause the the topic is collecting habits, but like playing habits too. I think mine have changed a little bit because like perfect example I still love Gears of War like I've played a shitload of Gears of War 5 multiplayer have not started the campaign campaign yet until he's free and we come over and knock it out together because that's how that's how I've always played Gears of War I've always put it cop with Nate so like I will not play that campaign until we set up a time you have to spend the night or something I don't know
1: sounds nice Us having friends play games
0: Having a twin was cool sometimes.
1: <laughs> I literally, like, until I met you guys, I literally did not play games with anybody. It and sucks. So like, period. That I does believe My you. entire life. That sucks. I mean, that's, that, maybe that's why I'm so much more into, like, story-based games and, like, single-player, oh, yeah. like, yeah. RPGs, because I can experience. And that's why I really want games that have a party system, because it's like I had friends. Bro, so now, sucks. you know, that's when you guys tell me, like, I'm going to get on. You never get on. I just go to bed crying. Just to make you feel guilty. I'll never do that to you again. Yeah, I, I literally like never played multiplayer games. I feel like when I met you initially, I was like, Yeah, I don't feel play multiplayer games. And maybe you got me to play something, or I don't I literally just didn't have friends that played games, period. So majority of like what I've always ever played was single player. I mean, I remember having a friend and she would come over and play Soul Calibur with me a couple times, but we were really into the Star Wars battlefront on PS two. Yeah. She was a big Star Wars fan, too. So we would play those, and, like, I have a, I, I Those are really, really good games. Very good games. Pour one out. Uh, Wish they would make a third one just styled just like those ones, mm-hmm, but they the never The real will. Battlefront?
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, so, I, I mean, I suppose, like, she was the only one that would come over and play games with me, but, like, it was, you know, difficult to maintain when your best friend moved uh, to another city, like, when you are in middle school or whatever. Yeah. So I just, like, never had friends who play games, That's period. crazy. Just
0: growing up, where we initially grew up, like, we had the greatest setup a kid could ask for. So we had, to, we had like, the original Xbox. Dude next door had a PS2. And then they had, uh, a, I want to say a Dreamcast and an N64. And we always had, like, a rotation where all of us had, like, on our left and right, and maybe one more over. Like, we had every console, so we could constantly kind of play everything. So, and then if they weren't available, I had my twin to play with. So, like, we... Very opposite gaming. I always had someone to play with. Like, didn't even necessarily need online for a long time, because, you know, until we grew up and moved out, like, had Brian to play with, even through I mean, high school.
1: I guess I just lived in a poopy neighborhood, because the neighborhood kids, like, we were into Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff, and I remember one of them took my Ancient Mew card and folded it. I
0: remember that story, yeah. And,
1: like, so I just, like, didn't, I just didn't fuck
0: Hope people. Hope you're listening, asshole. Yeah, I, d- <laughs> I
1: just didn't mess with people. I I think I still have that card, Maybe. I think it's buried somewhere. I don't know, but it's folded up in like sixth or eighth or something. Just fucked that card up. But
0: NASCAR fans.
1: (sighs) His name was (laughs) Dusty. I think. I think his name was Dusty. He probably likes NASCAR. Sounds like a NASCAR kid, uh, game. Yeah, Dusty. God. Uh huh. So yeah, I just and then like my I guess the only other person was like my brother. Uh, but when he discovered. PC gaming, he was not interested in consoles. He was all about that RuneScape on the library for 30-minute sessions, <laughs> and then came home and played RuneScape, and he was the one that, like, when we have an allowance, I would save to, like, buy games, and then he would use his allowance for the RuneScape membership. So it's pretty telling now that he's the PC gamer and, like, I'm the console collector. Because I asked him the other day, I was like, hey, do you have any, like, old games Left over, because there was one point in time where like when I moved, I like swiped all of the games. I was like, Gale Darkness is coming with me. Uh that's basically where's all my GameCube games? That's basically like how I got them all. Hmm. Actually I don't even know where are they?
0: Right there next to Tails.
1: Oh, oh. never mind. Okay. I lied, so it was just Gale of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> uh Gale of Darkness I know was his. Oh I did I did acquire all of his Pokemon cartridge games. Sick. His advanced because even like I didn't have friends so I couldn't trade Pokemon so like I had to rely on using my brother's Game Boy and like playing his game and then playing my game and then hooking them up so I could trade to myself because a- I just didn't have friends that's bro. <laughs>
0: crazy dude just in our little street we had like nope. four or five people we could trade Pokemon with and if you like took it to school they had people like.
1: We grew up very differently even like when we're playing uh, like shooters like I can't I don't like playing couch co-op shooters with somebody else like I just want to play it by myself it's not as fun to me but I'm just, like, used to playing games by myself. Yeah. So multiplayer online makes more sense because I can still play it with somebody but, like, have my own screen thing yeah. going on. But, yeah, I was just – I just didn't. I think there's – I don't have that – and, like, back to what you were saying, that probably is why it's influenced, yeah, like, what I buy definitely. so much because, like, I need something with a solo experience and if I don't get that, I just don't usually enjoy it. That makes a ton
0: of sense. Yeah. And it's funny because, like – I'm looking at some of my like favorite gaming memories, and it's like, yeah, they're with Brian. Like, there's some games I probably want to have as big as an attachment to. it. Gunstar Heroes comes to mind. Like, yeah. we, played that, we didn't play that when it was new. We played it on Xbox 360 initially, but we were kind of like, was knock the achievements out, and we we're kind of like, this game's amazing. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> probably, probably like, Let's just play Gunstar Heroes for five hours straight, I just and remember like, we cracking the fuck up, just laughing our asses just off. Like, how like dumb how it, it was, blasted. and like not expecting anything out of it, and finding I like, could, you know, I wouldn't say a hidden gem, and especially at but, that age too, where it just like young kind of like on your own for the first time just like copious amounts of alcohol and gunstar heroes <laughs> like it's a special nostalgia spot where dude we had we even had this set up to where like you were working we were working different hours right yeah, and, like I was, well nights damn near you were working like late nights and that's like right yeah. when i would we had a point where the when xbox one came out where it was basically on 24 7 because we had like a rotating schedule where i worked hours you didn't so like one of us was always at the apartment but like Pass you the controller, I'm walking out, bro. Like, (laughs) so, like, we were achievement mad dogs for the first like couple years of Xbox One, dude. Yeah, it was sick. I just remember, like, uh, Connect Michael Phelps was the one that where I was like, oh, I have a problem. I remember (laughs) game flying, Michael Phelps swimming for Connect, and Nate walking to me, just you know, breaststroking my life away, just kind of seeing me like, what the fuck was like, yeah, but oh, it's true. I have so many game memories just because Nate's involved, you know, like. Smiling, thinking about that stuff wouldn't it be nearly as funny if it was by myself. So it's interesting how that's kind of influenced my my gaming habits now, collecting and playing. Honestly, because I know this episode topic was collecting, but playing too. It's kind of a uh, kind of full circle in a weird way. All thanks to Putt Putt. Guess our arcade experiences.
1: Nope, pass. <laughs> it's it's none. Idea. Dave and Buster's. Chucky Chuck e. cheese once? That's what I'm about. Oh, once, damn. No, dude, I didn't go to arcade. I didn't have friends. Like how am I going to go to an arcade and like play by myself? It's different, man. I didn't have friends to go to parties for. I don't think I don't know if you guys understand how uh, much I did not have friends. My friends were books.
0: How about we do Do you have like any of these random weird off the cuff like deep cut game that you think you played as a child that maybe not a lot of other people did? Rygar Okay, so let's There's just know uh, Let's just, just do like ps 2 Yeah. I remember I bought it because you were telling me about it. Was it was
1: awesome. It was a good let's, game. Let's
0: pick one deep cut game from our childhood that you don't think the mass is familiar with and just kinda highlight it.
1: That's all I had to say about that game.
0: Oh, come on.
1: I literally don't remember it. It's called
0: Rygar. Damn it, Barry, you got Google Google <laughs> it. I can fill you in a little bit. It's
1: over there somewhere. I bought it.
0: It's a remake of an NES game. Is it? Yeah.
1: Wait, do I not have Rygar? I know I have fucking Rygar. No, you do. I bought it after you told me about it. The shield's
0: almost like a mace, right? Where it's got a chain attached to it. I
1: don't see it over there. PS2. No, do I not have Rygar?
0: I bought it because you told me.
1: (gasps) I don't have Rygar. It's the list, bro. Maybe it's an. I thought I had it for a long time. That's why I've not really bought it. Fuck. Okay. Damn. I mean, I guess my other one would be Shadow of the Colossus, but like that's not really not popular. I just remember when it came out, I was just. That was the game.
0: That's like the perfect game for a single player. All right, let's do this. Close out this episode. Give me a couple of deep cut games that you don't think the masses, the quote masses, have played.
1: I've got a horrible memory.
0: I know that's my problem too. I've been hitting the head a lot. But so have I but damn guys. <laughs> what? So have I, but damn. <laughs> I mean, it's I think it is a little easier for Nate and I because like Shareware Wild West PC was insane back then. Yeah. But Barry, for like a console, console game. games. Right? Yeah, yeah, it would have been tougher, no doubt. What's, like, what's one good console game for you, Barry, where it's like a deep cut you played as a kid that the masses maybe didn't? Rygar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know anything other than it's a guy <laughs> with a shield and it's set in grace, and I thought the game was really fun. I think, was, it, was it styled like a God of War camera? Yeah,
0: yeah I'm pretty sure it's like over the like over your back. And where it
1: was a, a static camera and so, you couldn't really like yeah, move the camera I around? I have
0: played it, but I know of it because like I know the NES Rygar. And, like, I knew that they, like, kind of remade it for PS2. And it's kinda, I thought it was really good. I've been hunting for it because I've heard it's kind of, like, I don't want to say Hidden Gem for the love of God. If you're but, ever
1: looking for it, it's a blue spine with gold letters. Yeah. Heard it's, like,
0: a deep cut where it's, like, a surprisingly good game where it plays, like, you know, a little better than the other, like, third-person beat-em-ups back then. So, like, that's good. when we first started hanging out. You were like, yeah, I played this Ryder game as a kid, and it was, like, on the shelf. And I was like, I'm buying this because... It's good. That that's a big thing for me. Like collecting this shit is like total nostalgia. So it'd be kind of fun to like dive into you know my close friends' memories. Obviously, you Nate's pretty fucking easy, but you know, but it's interesting. It's, it's it's people that have an emotional attachment to the game and playing it, and just like hearing them talk about it, it gets me going. I it feels really stupid computer game that like you and our sisters, all four of us played, and what? it's like we talk about it when we get drunk often. <laughs> It's called Dinosaur Safari. Yes. So we're throwing out a dinosaur game for the podcast because obviously we'll have dinosaurs here. But like the plot is this alien dude, it's a reptilian man approaches you and he's like, you need to power these crystals for this time machine I'm about to give you. And you're like, well, how do I do that? And he's like, photograph and record dinosaurs. So it's really weird. He gives you like a frigging camera and a time machine. It's like, okay, one super advanced piece of technology and one extremely outdated, but whatever. So you have to travel to the correct time period and a trep biome to Capture the dinosaur needed to power that crystal. And back then, I, I was a six-year-old. I like, actually, we were hanging out with our sister recently talking about it, like, how awesome it was when we were drunk. Pulled up a YouTube video of it and it's like, this looks like ass. <laughs> like, this is probably horrible. It's like FMV, but CGI. So like, when you find the correct dinosaur, it triggers like a, almost like an FMV cutscene of like, super fuzzy pixelated, but it's also not a real dinosaur, obviously. So it's like, computer generated. And it's like, got these fake ass, it's got a dude making dinosaur and like, like, horrible dude and you had to capture it and get out of town before it attacked you to like power that crystal but that's one that i doubt a whole lot of people played oh no. i remember uh it came out in 96 and like you know six-year-old nate thought it was the dopest thing ever dude yeah we loved dinosaurs as a kid all of us did and uh that's one i actually ended up tracking down i still have our childhood copy and it doesn't have a sleeve and it's not even a book it's literally just a sleeve that goes in the jewel case but I went on eBay and they had a couple of them. They're like fifteen or twenty bucks, and I found one. I was like, "I'm I'm pulling the trigger on this. This is what I need."
1: I I know I have this one, and we've said it before, very 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 early in this podcast. But Kaya, the Dark Lineage. Yeah, I remember
0: talking about it. Still a it.
1: great game. Yeah, I remember playing, maybe not deep cuts, but like I remember like renting when renting was still a thing. Not so much like from like Hollywood video or whatever, but I, I, my brain can go far as back as like Gamefly. So I remember getting, I think, I think it's called Kingdom Under Fire Circle of Doom.
0: On Xbox? Doom? Yeah. Is that
1: what it's called? Circle of Doom? I think so. I remember renting that one and immediately returning it because the text was so small, I couldn't read it (laughs) because I played it on a little 27 inch TV. So I bought it now so I can play it again to see like if it's actually a good game. But I vividly remember borrowing that one cuz I thought the cover looked really cool and I just couldn't play it. Oh <laughs> I like cuz it was game. impossible to like read. And then another one uh I game flight LA Noir and and that game was amazing. I really liked it. I need to grab a copy of that one cuz I just don't have it. Oh.
0: Do you want my Switch copy? Um, I, 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 why I
1: think, you why?
0: Cuz I think we talked about it once in the episodes like why do I have this fucking game and it was like $5 on Black Friday or 12 bucks or something
1: and I was like okay. I do want to get it at some point. I just need to see like what platform it's better on.
0: Not Switch. <laughs>
1: uh, so then I don't want that one. There was one more game that like, I was thinking about. We all have game a Fly. random
0: LA noir story. I have a random LA noir got, story. I
1: had no idea what I was getting into, but I, <laughs> I don't want to go that game. Noir. I love
0: the game, but God, I got so, some bad, bad meat attached to it. Chick I was dating at the time like was caught up in Quibbids really bad. I had like a bunch of credits for. It's like penny auction website what when is they were Quibbage? It's like a penny auction website when they were like brand new. Okay, Quibbids. It's a quibid. It's like quick. You basically, bought x amount of pennies. You do- quibid. Yes, I
1: thought you were saying quibbage.
0: Quibid. Q B I D. Anyway, it's I don't okay. even know if it's around anymore, but it's like penny auctions. They're like brand new. So this is like, it was with my girlfriend at the time. Like I worked, I had three jobs at the time, so I had like a little gap, or like two hour gap, where it was like I was awake, but it was in the middle of the night. So I'd go in there and try to snipe shit for a couple of pennies. I got L.A. Noir for two cents. Okay. The day after it came out, <laughs> nice. I've never opened it. I think I still have.
1: it. Oh my god, that's
0: my random LA Noir story for the episode.
1: <laughs> I know there was another GameFly one, Risen. Maybe I know I get a lot of like RPG Game GameFly games. That there was a couple I ended up being like, wow, these are really good, and then I ended up buying them. Some point later, they were mostly crappy games that ended up being really good. Not saying LA Noir was a crappy game. That one was just surprising.
0: It's funny going back and thinking about games we rented. As far as collecting that, if I'm out and about and I see like a, a cheap original Xbox game with like a Hollywood video case, I pick it up, man. Like, it's, I've got a ton of original Xbox stuff, so I'm at the point where I'm literally just like scrounging for anything I don't have that's original Xbox. Like, I picked up a, uh, a Lord of the Rings Return of the King, like, display copy for, you know, someone threw a game in it. I'm sure the display box didn't have a game in it. Like, EA's not going to ship a game to display. It's cool you still find them at game stores sometimes, like Blockbuster cases or Hollywood video cases. They're relics now. I mean, nobody does that. Even Gamefly, like, it's still around, but it's still an envelope. It's Oh, funny I gamefly
1: that... a lot of PSP games, too. Yeah.
0: Like we were I don't doing... know how
1: they survived the mail. No kidding. No yeah, because they only shipped the disc or the UMD. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know how they survived. I don't know how
0: any of that shit survived, like, looking back
1: on. I do remember doing that.
0: The slick thing about Gamefly, though, is if you buy a new game from them, it's always pristine because they just throw it in a crate or something or a throw it on a shelf the cases and manuals will always like 10 out of 10 condition but yeah it's funny when you go to a game store and it's like oh how about a video case do I have this one like I, I pick them up I know I'm the worst of us when it comes to hoarding but you're sick yeah I won't pick up a Hollow video.
1: Never in my fucking life.
0: Ninety nine percent of the time they don't have a manual. <laughs> no, like, they don't. Nope. The box art's not complete. Box
1: art's not correct. I would do like, it. Like, don't like, get me
0: wrong, I'm not replacing spe- that. Very specific games. I might like, if there's like Dragon Age one, I might pick it up like no. Doom or something. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm at a maybe. If it was cheap.
1: I I I have picked up. Oh, when I bought Otogi, I picked it up and it had the old Game Crazy sticker on the top nice. with the green and the orange, and I said, "Oh, nostalgia!" And then I ripped that bitch off. <laughs> so
0: yeah, yeah, I have like a EB Games like pre order display copy of Dragon Age, where like the ones they stick on the wall before the games out with like the screenshots on the back. Mm-hmm. But Dragon Age is a little like top three favorite franchise, so I bought that one. It was a dollar ninety nine, no regrets. But like, I don't think I could actively hunt for them. Sorry, Brian. No, no it's fine. You're, I get you're it. Alone on that island. I understand how sick I am. I get it. There's like there's exceptions to every rule, but in in general, I don't think I could do that. That's I got precious space as it is, and I've already got five copies of Halo Two. I don't need a sixth. <laughs> nope. So, and in conclusion, it's it's fun to look back and see what kind of influence we've had from literally our earliest childhood experiences for gaming. Thank you for listening. I hope you all enjoyed that deep dive into our early childhood psyche slash trauma of not having a place to dig a hole NASCAR fans hope y'all enjoyed that
1: (laughs) I didn't know that's where it was going but that's where it did (laughs) making
0: a lot of repressed rage towards NASCAR
1: fans I hate NASCAR
0: what's next in the tank? Persona right? Uh, the NASCAR fuel injected racing tank
1: yeah uh, next in the tank is um, Shin Megami Tensei Persona for the PlayStation Portable
0: Ooh.
1: I believe this is our first PSP game Wow. Yeah, we haven't done one yet. Uh,
0: So, really quick. (laughs) Technically, it's a Shin Meg game, or is this this is the first Persona game, Shin Megami
1: Tensei Persona.
0: So, like, it's kind of both?
1: No, so this isn't Shin Megami Tensei. This is Shin Megami Tensei colon Persona. So it's It's a Shin Megami Tensei. Shin Megami Tensei we never got. Right. So this is the first Persona game. I'm
0: just asking because, like, I've never played a Persona game. So this is going to be my first Persona game. This
1: will be the same one as the PlayStation 1, but it's completely remade for PSP. Still, first person dungeon crawler, fantasy star style. I've only played Shin Meg. You just. didn't know that, Nate? No. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be nothing like anything you you've seen. You ever played a Shin Meg game?
0: Yeah, I played, Pers- oh, Shin Meg or Persona? Shin Meg. No, I played Persona games. Like, very, See, we're very, very I played, I'm excited. First Persona game.
1: Shin Megami Tensei Persona, known as Persona in Japan, is the enhanced port of the first title in the Persona series. Mm. So, it's Persona Revelations. That was dropped and they tagged the they tagged the Shin Megami Tensei back on it. Sweet. It's a whole updated new thing. Which it does have some of the first person traversal, but it's not all first person. Sure. It's a lot more isometric, like flat square floor and yeah. you exist in that room and it doesn't really have too many walls or whatever. I think it'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. For PSP, PlayStation Portable.
0: But check it out. Collector Bros out. See ya. <gasps> <clears throat>
1: hmm.